Welcome to Misfits and Mystics Podcast, a space for the wanderers, dreamers, activists, and artists. Myself, Abra, and co-host Alicia, some of our friends and guests along the way, are having meaningful conversations with a little BS on the side. We want you to listen with care and enjoy, but before we get into it, just want to remind you listeners that if you like what you hear, pop over to iTunes and give us that five-star rating and let us know what you're thinking. Follow us on Instagram at Misfits and Mystics Pod and Twitter at Misfits Mystics. You can also shoot us an email at Misfits and Mystics Pod at gmail.com. There's no major announcements this week, so let's just get into it. Sean Bankhead, ladies and gentlemen. He Period. said, huh. <laughs> Get up. Which, okay, which part is your favorite? <laughs> when he's like, <laughs> y'all, I don't know why I started the episode like this. Okay, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> it's great. Listen, I love the laughter. <laughs> when he's like, a bookie, bookie, boo. Yep. <laughs> and then I he's like, Memphis, Dennis, leave. leave. Listen, I've literally been saying that for days. My brother was like, why do you keep saying that? Like, what is that? I was just walking around the house like, if it's Dennis, leave. Because, like, it's, I mean, this is perfect. Well, okay, because like the other video where he's like, we're not throwing bows. It's not like Tybo. You know, because it's about the details. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I admit it, like, dance now is just like, I'm flowing. I'm doing <laughs> whatever the fuck I want to do. And Sean Bankhead is here to remind us that details will get you booked. Oh, yeah. No, Sean, don't play with the details. You're going to get it right. And that's why he's like, if it's Venice, lean. lean. Like, <laughs> those reminders. We need reminders. Mm-hmm. It's I'm so just, important. Yeah, that's like one of the things I miss about taking class is like those sound effects. Boom. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Those always do it. Yeah. Anyway, that just, I just want to share some joy. <laughs> Thank you on, for sharing the joy. I needed this, that. Thank you so evening. much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's up? What's, what's happening? Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Please share with the congregation how old you are. <laughs> I am now 27 years old. Welcome. Welcome Thank to you. your late 20s. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to be here. It's feeling a little dry right now. Like, you know, first day after turning 27, I'm like, what, what am I supposed to do right now? Uh, but you know what? I have those days every now and then anyway. Mm-hmm. That just kind of comes with the the very free-flowing life that I live <laughs> um, currently that I've been living for almost a year now yeah um you know not working and stuff so 
it's interesting, but I'm I'm grateful to be here. And I'm grateful that even though I have been feeling kind of like, what am I supposed to do now today? Um, that doesn't like scare me anymore. That used to, that used to make me feel like, you know, when you working against the world and capitalism and working systems and stuff and just learning to just live and just be, um, it could be very scary, but coming up on a year, well, I, technically I wasn't not working for a year cause I was still working, but at least like the whole quarantine thing, that's what I'm going off of when COVID, like when we shut down and stuff. Um, I think that I finally found a, a nice little pocket of peace and ease, honestly. So yeah. Love it. Great. Mm-hmm. Happy. Yeah. Peace. I don't know if you could hear the smile, so I just had to say cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I think, well, are you ready to jump in or do we have something else to talk about? Not really. Um, okay. <laughs> I If you follow me on any of my Instagrams, uh, you know that I broke all business ties with dancers in Nashville. Um, yeah, I've declared my independence from all those things. And I'm just out here living. Period. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm not going to go into that. You follow me on Instagram. <laughs> all of that, if you follow me on my other Instagrams, you know that the mask holes and the mask hoes out here causing problems in these grocery stores. So please keep us in your thoughts, prayers, and spells, high vibes, whatever it is that you do. Because Abra loves her job, and y'all lucky that I'm saved. Sanctified. <laughs> I'll say on that. <laughs> I still have to watch your um your live. I saw that it was up, but I still need to watch it to catch up on everything. Yes. But um yeah. So before we start, I want to go back to, you know, playing a little game. Okay. So let's play. I'm actually going to have you start. Let's oh. play. A throwback two truths and a lie okay so you can go ahead first okay uh i am <clears throat> a second degree black belt i i am not no 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 okay i'm a secondary black belt i my favorite food is broccoli and i am wearing <laughs> underwear okay so <laughs> Uh, those are really good. I'm always like saying really stupid things with this game. But um, okay, so I I believe you are a second degree black belt. I don't know if that's the exact thing, but I believe you are. Um, so that's true. Mm-hmm. What was the second one again? 
broccoli. My, my favorite food is broccoli. And then you're wearing underwear. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. That. Come on. <laughs> I really want to say that, like, your favorite food is not broccoli. But at the same time, I feel like you don't have no, no underwear on. Child. Because, I mean. Well, our friendship depends on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't remember your favorite food being broccoli. That's just not coming to mind. But I feel like it could be very possible. Okay. The lies that you have on underwear. Alicia, <laughs> I do not, broccoli is not my favorite food. Get out it's of not. here. It's not, but I was like, I mean, maybe this is something new. I don't know. Uh-uh. <laughs> I like broccoli, but it is not my favorite food. Honestly, I'm like, you like cooking. Why would broccoli be your favorite? Right. And I, but it is plausible that I would not be wearing underwear. Exactly. But I put on underwear today because I had to go to Aldi. <laughs> because I needed ingredients for my breakfast casserole. <laughs> that's that's the only reason why I'm wearing underwear right now, honestly. Okay. Because it's my day off. But see, that's the thing. Yeah. Right. So that's my thing. Because I was like, well, you back home. If you had them on, you probably would have took them off. No. That's what I was thinking. Because I was like, I may go back outside again. So okay. I don't like the mosquitoes up in my hoo-ha. Yikes. That's not something that I would think of um, in Chicago. Because you know I live in the forest, so. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Okay. Okay. Um, I I did terrible, but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, You're forgiven. Okay. Let me think of mine. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So... Oh Lord. Oh wait, no, let me think of all three of them before I start talking because that's why I'll be getting caught up. Mm-hmm. It's like we need transition music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, have you seen my hand now? um no okay my nails are blue right now my favorite color is green and I love titties (laughs) (laughs) well shit um I think your nails are blue because I feel like that's something you would do um your favorite color is green you like titties you like titties <laughs> i don't know if you like green like that though but maybe you do Shit. i'm like that's your final answer yeah you like titties and your nails are blue okay you're right you're right i do i really love um whatever that green i don't know exactly what type of green it is but the green that always comes out like around fall season and stuff 
I do love that green, but it's not my favorite color. Yeah. I was like, hmm. She's like, I ain't never heard that one before. I ain't never heard you talk about green like that. Mm-mm. You know. But I no. have heard you talk about the titties. <laughs> Hollering. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of, you said, well, shit. And that reminded me. Have you seen, uh, what is it called? Billy Holiday versus the United States? Uh, yes. I have not yet um that is on my list I have been I've been re-watching I'm I have been trying to re-watch Judas and the Black Messiah oh I I've heard about that but I, what is that even on HBO Max okay that I would got you, I got you the password honey <laughs> you're done oh, i got oh, you i got you honey i'm gonna make thank your you. profile <laughs> thank you okay <laughs> you always looking out with the shows on the streaming platforms you, baby yes no i'm doing that because i i genuinely wanted to watch it and then um i guess it's, it's kind of a shameless plug but my friend uh my friend robin henderson espinoza in conjunction with activist theology project wants to do like a uh discussion on the film and so i'll be <clears throat> kind of moderating that with them so i'm okay so i watched the movie just to watch it and now i'm like going back and like taking notes and like actually watching with the intention of being able to discuss it mm-hmm. and sound smart so <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so you know you know <clears throat> um, yeah i need to watch yeah. that but also you need yes, to watch Billie I want to watch but yes I want to watch the Billy Holiday movie because I did see that they are like acknowledging her sexual orientation uh Natasha Leon who's like the straightest gay icon ever uh, <laughs> is playing her lover um is my understanding so yeah so I, I watched it last night um and i remember most of it but at the end i was too sleepy and i don't know if i even finished it so i'm gonna watch it again but maybe we could talk about that at some point yes let's do that because it was good what i was watching was very very good mm-hmm. i just could keep my eyes open because i'm getting old you know yeah I feel but it's okay <laughs> okay so speaking of lgbtq and tv and movie and media and all of that stuff i was watching married at first sight earlier Mm-hmm. do you watch that show no i didn't think so <laughs> Wait, but it's okay is that the one where they are like in a house and the men and the women are separated and then no they, and that's... then they like see they have like these dates where they can't see but they yeah no that's love is blind okay yeah that's love is blind, blind. okay okay yeah i did watch a little bit of that but i have not seen married at first sight okay so married at first sight is the show where like this is like for real for real well i guess the other shows are for real for real. i don't really know but this is like for real for real and um they put in like applications they go through a whole interview process they like meet with the people who are over it who on the team is like this pastor and then there's like a relationship experts and it's all type of like it's like for real thorough process for you to at the end you know be paired with um somebody that you're actually supposed to marry and then they have the time frame where the show is on right Mm -hmm. so when they first meet they actually meet at their wedding Uh uh-huh and so 
at the altar. <laughs> so, oh. um, hmm. yes, it's very interesting. So they meet, like they're told that they have a match. And so then they know like, oh, I'm engaged or whatever. So they can get their family and stuff ready. Mm-hmm. And then they meet at the altar. And then from there, there's like a, how many weeks is it? An eight week process where they get to like start to live out their, you know, marriage and stuff. And then at the end, they get to say like, if they want to stay together or get divorced. So the thing is when they get married for real, like this is legit, they sign the paperwork and everything. So they're actually legally married. And so it's like, that's, that's what's supposed to be that pushing point. That's like, take this serious. Cause once you get divorced, this is like an actual divorce. Crazy. Right. But it's a great show. Okay. (laughs) So, um, We can talk about this season at another point mm-hmm. if you ever watch any episodes because it's a whole lot to it. Um, but in general, I wanted to talk about um, shows like this and how they don't include LGBTQ relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's just not a thing. So yeah, these shows, like, it, it doesn't, include it and so I've always wondered like what would that look like right that was the thing especially because like we don't really know the full background of the experts uh like say, talking about love is not love is blind what is it called I just forgot the name married at first sight. thank you I was like what married at first sight um getting old already we don't <laughs> <laughs> no for real we don't know the full background um and honestly even beliefs of the the experts that are a part of you know pairing these people because at the end of the day you could be a relationship expert and some people even though you're not supposed to let your beliefs go into your practice people do and they have I mean you have the right to do so but yeah people do that so we could talk about why this is not a thing but I more so want to kind of in a more lighthearted way, like let's come up with either how these shows could look if they included that, or like let's create our own show right now. What would that look like? What would we call it? You know? Mm, okay, this is fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have noticed that about shows like that, uh, particularly mm. when I watched Love is Blind, like it was very like reinforcing the gender binary like men over here women over here um right it's like what if like what if someone is neither like what if somebody's non-binary like and then uh that show had like some biphobia come up like because the oh the yeah guy, like one that. of the guys did reveal that he was bisexual and the woman he was with ended up with like freaked out and they like ended up splitting up Mm -hmm. um but then you know do you remember that show on mtv called tila tequila (laughs) yes yeah it was basically like a like a flavor of love version like like a bisexual version of like those flavor of love shows i love new york shows yeah um that was like the first type of dating show where I was like, oh, there's like LGBTQ plus representation, but it was so over the top and Mm -hmm. it made it, it like definitely was like where queer folks were like, 
overly sexualized in ways yeah, that definitely like it, the sh- show the straight shows like don't do that as much um but it was still nice to see where she was like I'm just looking for a partner it doesn't matter what their gender is um and I she had like two seasons I think and I can't remember you know who she ended up with which doesn't matter but um I did like the plate like but I did like that the formula was the same so it wasn't like oh because you're doing like girls and guys like everything has to be different it's basically the same Mm -hmm. format like she goes on dates with these people and people get eliminated every week um I yeah I I think (laughs) shows like with I think dating shows are kind of (laughs) silly anyway uh but if you're gonna have them I mean I think you can do them pretty much the same you're just being more inclusive so um, I think it looks like finding ways to break break that habit of trying to enforce a, a binary, like an either or. So like only the men do this, only the women do this, like and assuming that everyone is like is a man or a woman and assuming that like assuming people's pronouns like, Maybe, um, like, maybe it's as simple as, like, regardless of people's orientation, like, you know, when you learn their name, like, you also see their pronouns on the screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I'd like to see more conversations and, like, the date, like, the dates that they come up with um, be more, like, gender inclusive instead of being, Mm -hmm. like, like, if it's a guy, like, if it's the guy who is the bachelor or whatever right um like not assuming that he's gonna be the dominant person on like with the date um and then I guess when it comes to like shows like Married at First Sight where you know people are bringing people together you know I think it could be like that is just like including people who are attracted to people of the same gender or literally and then pot like I would like to see more polyamorous representation because like that it is like also reinforcing that like the married at first sight like oh if it doesn't work out you have to get a divorce and like seeing it as a failure Mm -hmm. and it's assuming that like monogamy is the only way is the only way to have relationships and so I'd, I'd be interested to see a show where like maybe there's a, a poly couple or a poly like family group pod, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I hear different terms. People use different terms for their partnerships, but mm-hmm. you have a poly partnership of some kind and maybe they are looking for they're they're ready to open up their relationship and they're looking for to add a partner to their to their group or their partnership Mm -hmm. and so it's like a couple like looking for someone that they can share share life with 
And of course, like, you know, the orientation can fluctuate. So maybe like, cause there's different poly structures, like, mm. uh, like poly is the, or like non-monogamy is the umbrella. And then you yeah. have all these different ways. So like maybe one show is a scenario where um, there's like a cup, like they're the primary partners and they're looking for their secondary partners. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's like, the scenario where the couple is looking for like they're both going to be that person's partner or and so they have like separate dates and stuff yeah um or it's like a group or it's like a group thing where like like let's say you and I are wife and wife Mm -hmm. and we're looking for our girl it'll she'll be our girlfriend right so she like she has relationship with both you and I and so we both have to agree, like we enjoy this person. We want to spend time with this person because that's the agreement of our relationship. But maybe like, maybe you're the one that is more open to having other relationships and I, you're my only partner, but you have multiple partners. Um, and so I'm helping you find other partners. You know? Right. <laughs> so I think that would be really fun and I think it would give more like visibility and education to non-monogamy and that it it's doesn't all look the same um and it doesn't have to be weird like polygamy cults you know <laughs> and that yeah. uh yeah I mean I could go on and on like <laughs> this is a laundry list like in terms I love of the, it right like in terms of the experts though like let's check their credentials more um but i would like to see maybe like a premarital like these premarital sessions like if you are going to have a show where you're bringing people together with the intention of marriage um like having having episodes where the couple like meets with these like therapists or spiritual advisors or whatever and you know, they work with you to help you like establish a healthy foundation with this person and like, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that everybody's on the same page about like how you want to communicate, what's your love language, like how are you going to resolve conflicts? And yeah, just like normalizing healthy relationships because I think whether the show is like totally like scripted fiction or reality show format, a lot of a lot of what I see is healthy relationships are not normalized in media mm-hmm. when it comes to like LGBTQ representation. Like, yeah. like, um, like especially in fiction shows, like the L word, like people are like oh my god the l word i love it but it's like do you love it because they just had a bunch of lesbians in it or was it <laughs> actually a good show and as i rewatch the show and watch the reboot show i'm like all of these relationships are trash like all of these mm-hmm. relationships are not healthy um cheating is normalized miscommunication is normalized you don't really see like healthy resolution it's just drama 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 um which i know and we like, love the drama we love the drama that's why people watch 
and like with reality shows especially like if there's no drama like it's boring but I also think it would like you can have drama but I think people also like to see resolution yeah and like I think people need to see because unfortunately like straight people think that queer folks are so like like this anomaly still like oh you guys are like unicorns or something like Mm -hmm. freaks like it's like we're people we have emotions we have ups and downs we have our issues um just like everybody else and so I think it's good for people to know like uh queer people like queer relationships don't have to be overly sexualized um like not all of us are like sex crazed and like ready to fuck like every month <laughs> we make like some of us have low libidos some of us are yeah. not really that interested in sex at all some you know um some of us are and like those things are great um regardless of where you are um but also like we we have the ability to have thriving healthy relationships long-lasting relationships and like build families and whatever that looks like whether that's like we're, we're having children or we are we have a tight-knit group of friends that support us like whatever that is I would just like to see that more in reality tv when it comes to queer relationships that we are yeah. just we are normal people right <laughs> very very much normal so yeah what what do you want to see um hmm honestly I feel like everything you said was was great I think that basically incorporating all of that incorporating um I, I think if like if I was to create a show it would just be like free I do like the poly idea i actually would love to see that so somebody needs to create that but um i think that i would go more for just like a free flow where it's like a bunch of people who are a part of the lgbtq plus community apply and you get accepted for whatever reason like literally all over the place within you know lgbtq plus um and just throw them all in the house Mm. And y'all just figure the shit out yourself. So it's like the real world. Yeah, I think I would go more real world instead of there being like one like bachelor or a bachelorette. You know, like mm-hmm. like one specific person and all these people are going for that person. Uh, because regardless of gender, like any, like regardless of anything, those type of shows are all, always going to be some sort of like competition and stuff. And I feel like that that opens up space for there to, to be... Um, you know, um, there's just even some like homophobic, like just all type of things. Like even with the group, people get jealous and stuff. They just, they say stuff. They go to comment or throwing at them, something that they know what would hurt. It's like we are truly all here, a part of the same community for the same thing. But that jealousy breeds this chaos. Um, so I think, it, or in order for it to not be such a 
feel show and, and for that to not be the focus of the show. I think the free flow where it's like, there are not necessarily rules, but there are rules that's just kind of like, all right, love and stuff, but we're going to be at the same time. This could be a vacation. You could just come from people and that's your, uh, you know, character quote unquote within the show this person over here might be here actually trying to find the person that they're marrying and somebody else is too so we're watching their relationship this is like watching a bunch of different relationships develop and then throwing in like you know activities and stuff within that but at the same time I think I'm going that route because it takes out the experts um and not that I don't think that experts um add to a show because for married at first sight they absolutely do but at the same time, listening to some of the conversations, like, of course, they're being Pastor Kyle. That's the guy's name. Like, for some people, I, I was thinking about that watching, not this last time, but just watching the show, I always just think, like, everybody does not care about a pastor. Like, that's a part of, you know, Christianity and stuff. And it's just, like, everybody's not Christian. So, like, I wonder how some of the people on the show, if they don't have the same beliefs as Pastor Kyle, I was always wondering, like, what are their conversations like do they even have that conversation of you know we don't have the same belief system so this is how I would like you to approach being an expert in my relationship or is there just like a general all right this is pastor Kyle and he knows what to do he he does marriage counseling he just let him go ahead and do what he does trust him you know um, that's true yeah because spiritual counseling and actual like psychological counseling can be they can overlap, but they can also be very separate, depending very separate, on yeah. what your beliefs are. Mm-hmm. And ugh, I hate the assumption that just because you're the pastor, you know how to have a healthy relationship. Because if we look at these scandals. Yeah. Well, so then the thing, the thing for him, like where it's like, okay, Pastor Kyle, it's like, okay, uh, man, I believe, but he, he, he does like put out like, you know, things that he's done and and then also like talk he talks about his marriage and stuff so he I think he kind of has understanding too like just because I'm a pastor people are not gonna just go along with what I'm saying like nobody really cares I think he is not one of those that's so like oh I'm a pastor and that's it he understands the reality that at the end of the day I'm a man and that's just it like I'm just a, a regular old black man so I think that that helps and I think that that's probably the thing if some of them do not um care for you know him being a pastor or whatever I think that's the thing that helps um keep it going along and him honestly helping a lot of their relationships um but I could see that also being possibly this discomfort for some people think about if somebody came and you have this pastor cow and it's somebody who hurt and, and you got this pastor trying to tell me what to do and it's you know it's, you have those defenses up and Anyway, we're not talking about Pastor Cal. Back to Masha. Uh, <laughs> right. My show, we are um, living wild and doing whatever you want to do. I think, honestly, my show would just be a, um, a depiction of true reality of the world. Everybody has, you know, different wants for where they are in their life. Some people want to hoe. That's just where I'm at. Some people want to get married. Some people never want to get married, but I, of course I want to have a partner. I want somebody who is going to be there with me, you know? Some people want to have multiple partners. Just those things within one space, like it'll have to be a mansion, of course, <laughs> within one space. 
and then point in activities as a possibility. And it would it would also be very eye for the true reality of LGBTQ relationships. I love that too. I also like that it opens up the possibility that like some people will go home with no romantic partner and that's okay. Like normalizing friendship, like friendships and platonic connections, like, and just like community, like you're, I feel like the dating shows like, like really emphasize that like finding the love of like quote unquote the love of your life is a prize to be won Mm -hmm. um and if you and if you didn't find that then you didn't win like you failed um and it normalizes that like everybody should be striving for this like to find their true love or whatever and I think it takes away like, why are you trying to rush? Like, where are you trying yeah. to rush this? Like, um, because a lot of relationships take time to develop yeah, and cultivate. So I think it'd be interesting, to, like, with your show idea, to me, it sounds like a queer summer camp. <laughs> Ooh. Like, maybe, like, maybe you get a mansion, maybe you get, like, like maybe you rent a campsite and mm-hmm. people are in a, bu- in a bunch of cabins, but like, it's not like summer camp where you have to stay in the same cabin. Right. Um, but like people, like you said, are free to go come and go as they please. Um, and it opened, like you said, opens up, you know, ac- different activities that people can mm-hmm. do. So like people who enjoy the outdoors, it's like, Oh, we're going to go canoeing or we're going to go hiking people who like to chill inside it's like we're gonna have a game night we're gonna have a movie night right um and like that real world format where it's like you're bringing while everybody is part of the broader like lgbtq community you know representation with race and gender and socioeconomic status where you're from like that can open up a whole can of worms of like mm-hmm. different conversations because just because somebody is queer does not mean they are on the same page about liberation for everybody. Yeah. The, the amount of times that I'm on Bumble and Tinder and I see women seeking women that voted for Trump that don't agree with BLM. Like I'm mm-hmm. just like, what? Yeah. But you know, it's a thing. So I think that would be interesting too, like opening up dialogue about how people's identities like intersect with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people may walk away from the experience with just saying, like, I learned more about myself and the world. And yeah. I and I experience community like in a way that I may not be able to get in my hometown um because that's the thing too like a lot of people are like I don't I'm struggling to find like community among people who are like me um Mm -hmm. it's not safe for me to be out in my town or whatever and so this little like safe haven that you create could be like the chance for them to get to know people different walks of life but the common ground is you know we are part of this big like queer family 
Um, I think that's an awesome idea. I also, maybe like another thing is a show where like people over the age of 35 <laughs> are the contestant or the, the okay. people on the show. So even if you kept the same like bachelor, bachelorette format, like competition mm-hmm. format, what does it look like to have, you know, someone who's 60, 65, retired, yeah. maybe they've been married before, like maybe they have children, you know, like, old, mm-hmm. like I think we assume like once you hit a certain age, it's over you're done yeah i'm gonna say it's just over with (laughs) you're an old spinster like ew whatever but like (laughs) older people finding love and connection and like basically like you know because you see the you see them going on the dates like with the bachelor like and they're dressed up real nice Mm -hmm. and you know you you see a little sexy time like they're kissing and Mm -hmm. being intimate with each other (laughs) normalize i want to see old people like doing that like getting dressed up putting makeup on like yeah you know doing d- going out that on would the be town, so cute. like kissing each other like being sensual like seeing old people be sensual like they're like sex doesn't end after the age of 50 like for some people mm-hmm. for a lot of people so <laughs> i would love and yeah. then when you tackle on the like lgbt Q part too because I feel like we again because queer people are so overly sexualized um people fetish fetishize like the youth part of it too which is kind of gross honestly Mm -hmm. like it's like Americans are perverts honestly yeah um (laughs) so (laughs) it's like let me see let me see old people trying to get down um because they, <laughs> they deserve love too they deserve and also with that like it's 20 people are like it's 2021 like no one cares if you're gay or whatever and it's like but that's not true for everybody yeah um still like it's unfortunately there are still people who are not out um and they grown as hell like <laughs> And so there are a lot of older people that are part of the LGBTQ community that um, came out later in life. And so they are looking for a partner that Mm -hmm. is authentic to who they are for the first time. And so they may be 50 years old, but they're like, well, up until this point, I was trying to be somebody that I'm not yeah and now for the first time I feel safe to be who I am which and now I'm ready to take this next step to share to share my life with somebody to have a connection with somebody that I authentically like am attracted to Mm -hmm. um and I would love to see stories like that unfold where you see older the older gays like getting getting together and you know figuring out their shit and like recognizing that like age doesn't always determine like people's emotional maturity or like where they're at in relationships not at all because like I'm kind of going through that like I'm 29 and because I didn't come out until I was 27 
um I've only had one relationship one Mm. serious well quote-unquote serious like committed relationship in my life and a lot of people my age have had multiple relationships and a lot of my friends are married and having children and some of them aren't but it's like you know I think people assume that like, oh, Ava is almost 30. So she knows what she's doing when it comes to romantic and sexual relationships. And the fact is like, when it comes to that, maybe I'm 12 years old. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I fully understand that because I, start, I started late, not well, late to me, the people around me, you know, people be having a love, cutesy little, fun play relationships in elementary middle school high school you know but I didn't have any of those so like I started late which is still honestly not that late but it's still kind of late and I've definitely had that experience where I was in a relationship and it was expected that I knew certain things and I'm like I'm new here I don't know what's going on like I don't know these relationship rules nobody taught me this so I, I fully understand that so yeah and maybe that's where the experts come in too to help right these people like who are coming into their own for the first time like you know sit down and be like okay so because everybody could use everybody needs therapy at some point in their Mm -hmm. life (laughs) and i think normalizing like couples like having therapy too like but not because they're in trouble, but because they're like, they just want to strengthen the relationship. But also like, you know, it because our world is still so hostile to queer folks, there is that added layer of like, I'm trying to navigate these rela- this relationship, but there's an added challenge. Like maybe you're out, but your partner isn't. That's mm-hmm. something that straight people can't ever relate yeah um and that can require like some a higher level of care you know that maybe a professional can help you with um yeah things like that so yeah definitely okay so so we're gonna we're gonna write a letter to all the networks (laughs) yes but before we write the letter i i want to close this by making sure that we uh, know what we are getting ourselves into writing this letter. So we're going to close this uh, by giving the show a name. So what's the show's name? Oh, I was going to say the queer summer camp, su- the queer summer of love. Okay. I like that. I'm, I'm like picturing what the, what the campsite will look like and everything. I like that because it can be all the things we said like different seasons mm-hmm. I like like one season is what you were saying like everybody right everybody's in the house together just chilling then the next season summer of love is all the old people then the next mm-hmm. season of love yes the, the poly couples you know mm-hmm. summer of love poly edition I love that you know that kind of thing yes. kind of like the real world road rules challenges like mm-hmm. they had right it's the same general premise but they had different themes every season yeah yeah i love that well thank you for going on that journey with me yeah i feel like with 
iPhones and YouTube and all of it, we could just do this. <laughs> I mean, it, it could definitely be a YouTube show. I mean, we could just get a GoFundMe to be get the money to rent out of camps. <laughs> <laughs> or I know people who have farms. Oh. So it's like, let us use your land. <laughs> we'll get tents. Right. You know, and we'll we'll get everybody, let's carpool to the city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about it. True. All right. All right. Well, that's, that was great. Then was the. Do I have put you on this week? Yeah. I do. Okay. Real quick, let me put you on. What do I want to put you on to? Hmm. Oh, I got. Okay. So, two things I want to put you on to. So, no familiar or if it if it's ever been heard but there is a woman by the name of kim cruz she won to the blue wall which is the comment that terrell does on his youtube channel if you don't know who terrell is just look up on youtube and literally it'll come up and he has a bunch of singers come and um play a singing game on his show and it's amazing because he gets like big artists small artists gives you know regular everyday people a chance by doing this competition. So Kim was those people and she won the last competition. Which mm-hmm. also speaking of sad part to this put on the next season of Race of the Blue Wall is coming up again. So yeah, if you know who Terrell is now would be a good time to go to the channel and kind of binge some of this. if you like hearing people sing then you'll love it. Um and then you can kind of and get a feel for what he does before the next race to the blue wall uh season starts which i think it actually i think the first episode, either today or tomorrow so yeah, yeah that's tomorrow. that so uh i brought up kim cruz because she recently uh released her ep uh self-titled ep kim cruz and it is great her voice is great kim is great so yeah check out kim cruz and uh, what I really wanted to put you on to, if you have not heard Lucky Day's uh, EP or album, this is considered an album or EP. I'm not sure. But it's called Table for Two. I am obsessed. Hmm. Like, obsessed. It's so good. First, like, actual song, he has Yeba on there with him. Oh. So it's already coming out, like, banging. And the, yeah. the lyrics to the song, the song that they sing together is called How Much Can a Heart Take? And I, and that's like, it's probably gonna be like, a, oh, you know, flow, blah, blah, blah. No, baby, listen to the song, okay? Listen to the song. It's so good. So, Kim Cruz, EP, self titled, and Lucky Day, A Table for Two. Okay. I'm excited because I'm getting bored with my music. So. <laughs> yeah, perfect time to listen to new music. I yes. think you'll like both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> amazing well do we have any shameless plugs Mm, i have one really quick let me find the flyer um ice which if you've you know listened to old episodes on the show ice has been the show multiple times um ice and mutual friend of ours um devin oh devin's been on the show too Mm -hmm. so ice and devin have been on the show um, they are doing a virtual, just kind of like hang out and kick it. It's actually actually called a virtual vibe. 
Um, so March 6th, which is Saturday at 5 and 7 p.m. on Facebook Live, um, they'll be going live and just kind of have them like, it's literally just like friends, like talking, kicking it or whatever. But while they do that, Ice will be doing makeup and Devin will be doing some movement, at, you know, throughout this time that they'll be on there. Um, so, yeah, a virtual vibe, makeup, moves and me. Um, it says, let's do what girls do. Let's talk, get cute and dance, capturing movement and moments that matter. Um, so I'll send you that flyer so it can be posted on the pages and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just something to do on Saturday. If you have nothing to do, and you want to just watch people and just kind of talk while they do makeup and stuff. That sounds fun. That sounds real fun. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. I this. Wanted- I've been wanting to do more like virtual parties, but I'd feel, but then I get like in my head, like, oh, people have screen fatigue. They don't want to do that. <laughs> I I get that. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it comes to something that you're actually interested in, then that fatigue kind of goes away. At least that's how it works for me. Yeah. I mean, my birth, my virtual birthday party was a great success. And people were like, for the first time I, I wanted I didn't want to like leave the Zoom call. So <laughs> that's um, a big compliment. Right. I was like, okay, then. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't really have many shameless plugs. Um, I mentioned earlier that Dr. Robin and I will be facilitating a a film discussion f- for uh Judas and the Black Messiah um I I don't have I don't really have much information about it yet other than it will be on Wednesday March 24th at 7 central time um and it'll be on Instagram it might be on Instagram live or it may be on a different platform. I'm not sure yet. Um, we're, we're working out the details as we speak. Um, I also know that Robin and I will, will definitely be doing an, an Instagram live together, just the two of us, where we will be talking about anti-racism educators and white people like profiting off of anti-racism work. And we'll be kind of, we're not throwing shade to Robin D'Angelo's book, but we will be discussing the release of her new book and what that means for Black women and Black anti-racist educators, I guess. Um, So when I know when we're doing that, you'll see it. Um, (laughs) Stay stay tuned. Until then, I would just say... um, Check out Activist Theology Project. They're doing great things, particularly here in Nashville, Tennessee. But like, I think the pandemic has really opened the door for them to like reach people in other places because everything has gone virtual. Um, yeah. So if you're if like you're really passionate about dismantling all the things that prevent us from being free activist theology project that's that's where you want to be particularly to my white to our white listeners um 
I feel like active activist theology project is definitely like a, a safe space for white people to, you know, kind of get their shit together and, you know, build the world that we want to see together in community. So, um, cause I know it's, it's kind of hard for white folks to find, find that space where they can like dismantle all the things and like learn. Um, so there's that. Otherwise, I want to plug TikTok that's saving my life. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Same. These TikTok challenges, and I will close with Miss Kiki Palmer. Um, oh, the one you, she posted earlier? Yeah, because you said something. I was like, that's kind of what she, when you were talking about the experts. Mm. So let me, let me pull that up. Let me fast forward to my Instagram rant that I did earlier today. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, social media. Okay. Here we go. Uh oh. Come on, baby. Maybe if I turn off my Wi Fi. Oh my gosh. Mm-mm. This is the devil. Social media comments be like, I know exactly what to do to help you, but do you have the credentials? Because I looked at your page and it doesn't look like you're doing too good yourself. So keep it to yourself. I don't trust you. I don't need that. It's unsolicited. She said, but do you have the credentials? Facts. So. Facts. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome. What'd you say? This has been awesome was it was a great conversation shout out to ice for giving me that topic i'll give her her credit yes <laughs> tell her give her. us more give us more yeah she, she was listing off all type of top i'm like okay whoa 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 give, give us free <laughs> all the creativity <laughs> but yeah love it was a great it. conversation yeah okay well stay tuned for our queer summer of love reality tv show here you make sure y'all watch it watch it Support black businesses. <laughs> I'm weak. And creators like us. All right. Everybody be safe. Wear your mask. Um if you're getting the vaccine, please be please be kind. I don't know, just be kind. Whatever you're doing, be smart. Mask over the nose. I didn't learn another lesson. Now I'm counting my blessings. I'm trying to keep my perspective from making me look a fool. I've been down in the wreckage and people keep second guessing. I don't think they got the message. No matter what, keep your cool. I didn't learn another lesson. Now I'm counting my blessings. I'm trying to keep my perspective from making me look a fool. I've been down in the wreckage and people keep second guessing. I don't think they got the message. No matter what, keep your cool.